0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Another guy who's very impressive is Robin Lumberg from Sports Illustrated. We bring him on now. Robin, how are you this evening?
1: I'm doing well. I, Trista said I wasn't a witness. I, I think by the definition, I was actually. <laughs> no,
0: you absolutely are. You absolutely are. So I'm glad you are on the screen. I wish you would have scored, actually, while you were on. That would have been great. We would. But, he would have uh, really been a witness because really, it would have
2: happened. It, pre- it would have been premeditated.
0: It would have been. It would have been. Robin, uh, the Blazers, they have been great this season. They're favored by two and a half tonight against Brooklyn, and it's a fascinating game because we just saw the Nets give up a million points to the Kings, and Kevin Durant comes out, and he's basically saying that I have no help on this team. They're maybe getting Kyrie back on Sunday, and they're playing one of the best teams in the NBA right now, the number one team in the West. What do you make of this Brooklyn-Portland game tonight at the uh, Moda Center?
1: I'm going to regret saying this. I kind of like Brooklyn tonight. Um, You know, here's the thing with the Nets. And they've been a disaster. They've been a f- dumpster fire, all the all the things you want to say about them, right? But they're also under a microscope more than every other team. Like, think about the Warriors are, you know, the Warriors' record's no better than the Nets' record, <laughs> but we're not talking about them in those terms every day, rightfully so, because the Warriors are the defending champs and they've done what they've done. But, you know, the, the Nets, because of the Kyrie situation, because KD makes those comments, it, it's just all the time. So a, a game like Sacramento, that, that, Point total doesn't carry over to tonight, right? Like, you know, the the Blazers don't start with those points. And the Kings have a player specifically designed to destroy the Nets in Sabonis. You know, the Nets don't have interior presence. They get beat that way all the time. Second chance opportunities, teams with, like, a a brute. You know, Jonas Valanciunas was made to go against the the Nets. Sabonis, anybody with is at the end of their name, was made (laughs) to go against the, the Nets, including Anthony Davis. With, with the Lakers, uh, the other night too, because the the Nets played pretty well up until that Lakers game, and then they've dropped two in a row. I just have a a little bit of a suspicion that the Blazers need to regress to the mean a little bit. They've played a little bit better, and and they're they're going to be a good team. You know, they, they get signs and uh Lillard and 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 everybody. Chauncey Phillips doing a great job, but with Kyrie coming back with a resolution, there I could see a little bit of energy from Brooklyn. Kevin Durant historically plays well against Portland, um, and and if the Nets just have one of the, a, a good shooting night, they've had a couple of bad shooting nights in a row, um, I, I think the, the point spread tells a little bit of a story because by record, by narrative, the Blazers should be bigger favorites.
2: What do you think about those comments that were made? Uh, I think, what was it? It was KD to Bleacher Report just being like, look at who I'm playing with. Like, what do you expect to happen? Like, Edmund Sumner, he was waived by our team and then repicked up. Is that something that lights a fire under the team, or is that something that could potentially deflate those youngsters?
1: You know, I, I, I guess it could go either way. It depends on the personality type. I didn't love the comments specifically. I mean, the broader comments were fine. And if he had said, why do you expect our team to compete and win every night because I'm on it? I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. It was the the naming of the guy. <laughs> it was listing off the name. If you go back to Katie's burner tweets, he did something similar way back when when he's like you take Russell Westbrook off the Thunder, Katie can't win with these cats. <laughs> you know when he thought he was he was speaking as whatever he, you know, his other uh, alter ego was or his alias was. And he also said the reason he asked for a trade in part was due to the fact that things go wrong, you know who they're going to blame? It's me. Uh, It's harder nowadays, I think, for a superstar to carry an individual team because the three-point shot is so prevalent, because the floor is so spread. You know, you see Steph Curry might be having his best season right now, and the Warriors are struggling. So I don't know if we can draw a parallel to, like, LeBron, but, you know, LeBron in his prime, you expect any team he's on to win a championship. I don't know how that would work today, but those are the guys that KD wants to be mentioned with. And you don't hear those guys doing that specifically, just like no. listing off the bums. Oh, yeah, you know, this guy's a bum, and he's <laughs> on my team. So uh, it doesn't exactly um, uh, give KD any ammo when it comes to the, the lack of leadership talk. And he's played pretty well this year. He's had a he's had a good attitude during this stretch as well. It just felt oddly timed. It just felt like a, a straight – well, but that's kind of his MO. I, I don't know if, you know, Kyrie – you never know what that guy's going to do, right? Like I can't interpret any of his tweets. He's got the little symbol at the end that I, I take to mean infinity and beyond or something. I, I I don't know what what exactly he's saying. But Katie is wired in his own way as well. You know, I had a I had a spat back and forth with Katie on Twitter over the summer. And then, you know, we hashed it out over DMs later and and the, the like, you know, so uh, I, I don't know exactly where he's coming from all the time, but it just felt a little like, yo, bro, you could have, uh you know, could have phrased that just slightly differently and, and nobody be talking about it.
2: uh Really quickly, just wanted to get your thoughts also on the comments that he made about why he was asking for the trade that essentially, listen, our practices are just walkthroughs. Like, we're not organized. This is not a real thing. And kind of, does that validate the people who said, like, listen, maybe Steve Nash doesn't isn't qualified for this gig right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard. You, you basically have to, like close your eyes and spin around with a, a finger to point to find the right person to point a finger at. Cause Joe is now the most talked about owner in the NBA, you know, and, and he hasn't exactly handled everything. Great. Sean Marks is the, the GM over this mess. Kyrie's ruined three seasons in a row. Kevin Durant is supposed to be the, you know, the guy who's doing it. And Steve Nash wasn't a good coach. I mean, that's true. It wasn't all his fault, but he also wasn't a good coach. And if you want to give Katie credit for one thing, I've repeatedly heard whether it's Greg Popovich uh, with Team USA or, or anybody else, one of the things that is constantly said about Kevin Durant is he goes 100% in walkthroughs, he goes 100% in practices. So if there's something I'm gonna take at face value, it is those comments. You know, like, so maybe he didn't like the, the speed that everybody else w- was running with, but you know they're getting to the end of the line here with, with ever, whatever you wanna call this era. Um, and and it looks like they're going for one last gasp, and if that doesn't work, they're going to have to hit the big red button.
0: Mm, that's interesting right there. Robin, the teams they're obviously chasing in the East are Boston and Milwaukee. Right now on BetMGM, if you look at the odds to win the East, they're currently both plus 225. We haven't seen the Bucks at full strength yet. Obviously, Middleton hasn't played yet this season. Who do you think, if you had to place a bet right now on the Bucs or Celtics to win the East, who would you take?
1: Whew, that is a good question. Um, I'll go with the Celtics, I guess, just because um, they played last year and the Celtics won. But here's the wild card. It's Chris Middleton. Right. Chris, I mean, Chris Middleton wasn't there last year. and He hasn't been there this year. So maybe I, I'm, I'm switching. I'm going to the Bucks. <laughs> uh When it comes to the playoffs, the, yeah. the fact that here's the difference. Giannis can do whatever he wants, and they blow the whistle. Like, he can shove the guy off himself, and they call the foul on the guy that he shoved off. So, with, with Middleton back, that does change the equation slightly. But I, I don't think I, – I could be not confident in that bet no matter which way you go. That's, that's as close to a coin toss as you can possibly get. And I think the gap between those two teams and every other team is massive.
2: Mm-hmm. One of the teams that I have been not really touting, but really – Just championing that more national media needs to discuss. is just the culture shift of our Kangs. The Kangs. The Kangs. (laughs) And boy, are they fun, Robin. I don't know if they're real. I don't even know if it matters. But what do you say? I mean, you've been a longtime NBA fan, covered this league for a long time. If the Kings are actually good, if they're no longer the Kangs, but they're suit and tie Kings, Sacramento Kings, what does that do for the West? What does that do for the NBA? And what's your takeaway so far of, of what they've been able to do?
1: Well, look, it's it's nice to see new teams, new blood, I- I- exciting teams. It, it, some of us are old enough. like yep. You know, maybe this takes us. me to remember when the Kings were good. Uh, And and they had a fellow named Mike Bibby, uh, yep. along with uh, Jason Williams and Chris Webber and Bobby Devox and, and th- that whole
0: crew. Yep.
1: Uh, yeah, Pesha Stojakovic. I mean, that was a fun <laughs> team. They still probably got screwed in game six. Yes. <laughs> against the Lakers, they did. right? So uh, some of us can remember that. So there may be a little bit of a nostalgia play there. But the Kings, I mean, look at what they did at Brooklyn the other night. They're a fun team with with viable players now. And I believe they have the longest drought in NBA playoff history as far as like a team that, that hasn't been in the playoffs, or at least the current longest drought. Um, so I'm confident enough to say at worst, they're going to be in the mix for that play in this year. So I, I do think with the Aaron Fox, with Sabonis, with the, the crew that they got over there, that they got something that um, we always play this zero sum game where it's you're either tanking for the number one guy or you're winning the title and everything else is trash. I don't really subscribe to that. Because if you're a Kings fan now, is everything trash if you don't win the title? We all know the Kings aren't winning the title this year. But your life is better now. Your life is better now because, you know, you're watching this team 82 times or 70 times, however many games you can catch. And now, you know, half the time, more than half the time, they're winning the game. So you feel a lot better about the direction, and, and, and that lifts your overall mood. So, uh, salute to the Kings.
0: The Kings. Another fun young team is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Robin SGA is on another level right now. Forty-two last night, the game winner against Washington. We never know what Sam Presti is going to do. They've obviously been in the middle of this rebuild. Do you think that he would take calls for SGA and look to move him at the right price, or is that is that where the buck stops? Like you can't, you have to build around him and Chet moving forward.
1: They have to relocate. I mean, if they <laughs> were to do that, I, I would, I would, if I was the fan base, i I'd, I'd, I'd cause a mutiny at that point you can't be future draft picks for eternity right like all right we get it we get the strategy but the, you get future draft picks so you get a player like Jay Gilgis Alexander um and and I think he's got to be the building it's amazing actually when you really think about it the number of great players the Thunder have had in a relatively short time I mean they've I think they went there in 2008 something mm-hmm. like that yeah and they've had Kevin Durant James Harden Russell Westbrook Paul George now SGA like You gotta hold on to one of those guys. You have Giddy there. You have Holmgren on the way. So, I I, I mean, I I can't imagine he would shop SGA. And let me flip one on you because I I, I had this um, discussion with some of my friends and, and, and colleagues going forward. Who would you take? And and I know what the answer, the instinct answer is, and what the the stock answer has been. But I actually think it's closer than than what people's initial reaction would be if you had to pick one of these two guards going forward.
2: Go to your happy price, price line. I think there's a real case for SJ because of injuries. And just the explosiveness and the recklessness that is Jaw. When you talk about money and you're a team, you have to take Jaw cuz Jaw's box office people right. are coming to see him. But it's cl- it's closer than you think. They both can't shoot a lick. They're getting better from three, but, man, are they both exciting.
0: Yeah, no, Trista's right. Because the fear with Ja, right, is that he might turn into a Derrick Rose. Like, his prime is going to be better than SGA's prime, and the ceiling is higher, but he's just so explosive you worry about long-term.
2: We have about a minute. Do you think that is the hot seat's getting louder and louder and warmer and warmer? Do you think Tibbs ends up getting fired this year?
1: Uh yeah. I guess the way it's going, probably. But why? I get it. I, yeah. I don't understand. Like, like I keep hearing Knicks fans, oh, he's doing this. He, what is he supposed? Sims needs more minutes. Uh, like, I mean, they got some nice got players over there. Like, I like Toppen well enough. You know, Reddish has shown some potential. But what are the Knicks other than mid? I mean, if you look at their 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 roster and their talent level, it screams mid. So if they're any better than that then Tibbs is doing a good job. I'm just not sure what combination of players he can throw out on the court that all of a sudden is going to uh, accomplish what the, the critics are calling for.
0: Yeah, yeah. well said. A
2: lot Robin, of people think that they're tuning him out now, but like, listen, you're right, Robin. This this roster is not very good. They've got Jalen Brunson and a bunch of middle-tier and guys. And other guys.
0: Yeah, That's right. Others. Robin, that was a lot of fun, man. We appreciate the time. Enjoy the, uh, the games tonight. Nets Blazers is going to be fun. We look Go to talking to you again soon all right take it easy guys <laughs> see ya robin lumber from sports illustrated great to talk to him that great was on video awesome. great always on video. good to be on yeah, video it was i love that he threw a question back to us i like that
2: too or
0: sga i mean i you gotta i take knew JAR. where it was You're right going. the box office you gotta take job sga though Tristan. but
2: boy it's My. not as it's not as far off mm-hmm. as you think and jaw i mean and sga is a two-way player
0: he is oh, so good 40-piece again last night and a game winner against the Wizards.